My life is good, but something is missing. That mild discontent, and especially women, we tend to override it. We tend to say, am I being greedy? Am I being ungrateful? Because my life is good. My life is good. And so we just go on with our lives until something begins to get into the crisis territory. Hallo und herzlich willkommen zu Wild at Heart, Free at Soul, deinem Podcast für feinfühlige, hochsensible und mutige Liederinnen sowie visionäre Rebellinnen, die aus der Tiefe ihrer Essenz agieren möchten. Ich bin Christine, deine Gastgeberin und ich freue mich mit dir hochspannende, tiefgehende Themen sowie inspirierende Stories teilen zu dürfen, um dich zu deinem inneren Diamanten zu führen und so dich und dein Herzensbusiness auf ein neues, strahlendes Level zu heben. Ready for Takeoff. Yeah, hello and welcome to this podcast episode. I'm quite excited. And just to know this first episode will be in English. And in the second episode, I will talk about the highlights in German. Being today here and talking about the pandemic which is going on and the upheaval and the hard, hard times, I'm quite excited to talk about a very special topic today. And therefore, I have invited a very special guest to me. So this very special guest is a woman. She's a high-achieving woman. She has been counseling uh, more than 20,000 hours, if I'm right, uh, in psychology. So she's holding a PhD degree. She is um, living in the U.S., but has a very fairy tale um, story behind. And she has wrote a book about patriarchy stress disorder. Welcome, Dr. Valerie Rain. <laughs> thank you so much for this beautiful introduction, Christine, and thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to make this interview with you. Because this topic, for me, it's a quite new topic and it's also a very new topic to the world, although it's not new, I guess, what's behind. So we will yes. just come to this, right? Mm -hmm. So my first question is, before we dive deeper into all these um, terms, is the patriarchy the main reason that we are now here where we are in this situation <laughs> <laughs> you go right to the heart of things if by being here in the situation you mean um, the mess we're in with uh, the inequities and the pandemic and what what it has revealed really the systems that have been broken in our society for a very long time But oftentimes it takes a crisis like a global pandemic to make what we used to tolerate intolerable. And yes, patriarchy has been in existence for, by some estimation, over 10,000 years. 
And what I mean by patriarchy, I don't mean men. I do not mean men when I say patriarchy and when I say, yes. Yeah, um, that would be my second question. So what uh, do you define by patriarchy? So are we talking about the man being all wrong? (laughs) Mm, Yeah, no, no. And I'm glad that we're starting with this distinction because patriarchy is a system of inequality and oppression in which the power, political, economic, and even moral power has been in the hands of men for thousands of years. Now, although men technically have the privileges and benefit from the system on on the one hand, on the other hand, men are also deeply traumatized by patriarchy because just like it dictates women uh, what what we get to be and what we get to do, what we get to have, how we get to show up. It also dictates men uh, what it means to be a man. And um, it comes with a great cost to everyone, really, across our society, men, women, non-binary people. It just comes at a great cost and everybody is traumatized. And I think these are the results of of trauma, this deep trauma that we're carrying and we're seeing expressed in our society, all the systems that are broken and not working come from that traumatic divide of people being disconnected from their full authentic whole selves full authentic Mm -hmm. whole selves and that's what patriarchy does it separates both men and women and people across the gender spectrum from that fullness and authenticity the mind from the body from our authentic desires it puts us on the track of achieving 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 are you achieving what you actually authentically desire or is that somebody else's agenda? And as people get more and more disconnected from their authentic true selves, the world gets more and more out of balance. And I think that's what you're referring to when you're asking me, well, does it have something to do with where we are right now? (laughs) Okay. So talking about man and woman, you have defined that patriarchy is not only a problem of women, but also of men. Yes. So um, can you just to outline a little bit, maybe a case Mm. or, you know, something, what is it what women or and men are struggling with? What is it especially that the audience can just listen to it and just imagine what it could be? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, for high-achieving people, um, women and men, what usually happens to catch our attention is a health crisis. That's what happened in my life. That's where my book begins. If you check out my book, and by the way, everybody can download the first chapter. It's free on my website, drvalerie.com forward slash book. And this, my story begins with my own health crisis. And that's most of the stories of people who come to work with us. They have been through some kind of an awakening that disrupted that disrupted how they used to do things and uh one of the stories that is in my book um is a story of a man who who came to see me in the health crisis he was experiencing symptoms that felt like 
heart problems and he has gone to every doctor. He got tested up and down. He was having severe chest pains, shortness of breath, and he was constantly in the state of fear that he might die of a heart attack. And in fact, you know how the universe would have it. He, like in just a few days or a few weeks, he kept hearing about young men like him dying of heart attacks all over, like men he knew. So he was in a lot of fear. His work was suffering. He had a very high profile job with a lot of clients, a lot of money, a lot of important projects involved. His performance was suffering. He was not able to focus. He was getting short tempered and people were giving him that feedback. So he started getting scared that that he would lose his job. He was also engaged and he was afraid to actually go through with the wedding because well, deep down inside, um, and that's where we're getting into trauma healing work, right? To see what's actually driving those decisions in the subconscious. Deep down inside, he was afraid that she was going to leave him and that it was not going to last, that it was too good to be true. But the, the conscious reason was that he was afraid to lose his job. So all these problems were being caused by these physical symptoms and the, and the fear. He's gone to every doctor. They checked him out and they all said, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just stress. And But he was in pain and he was in fear. And, and he came to see me because he knew that I worked with the mind and the body. And because he was so desperate, he was also very open to out-of-the-box solutions. And what we did together, first, I taught him very simple mind-body tools to settle, get out of his mind and into the body where he, for the first time in many weeks, he felt his anxiety begin to melt, his fear begin to melt, he was able to feel. And when he was actually feeling into his heart, I led him to the exploration of what that pain was actually about. And what it was about, believe it or not, was that his heart had a desire. His heart had a longing. He was deeply unhappy in his career. And in his heart, he, he loved music. And that was something that he was doing on the side. He was songwriting and singing, but he never allowed himself to do it because it wasn't a real career. But the more we, yeah, dove into it, the more he started, yeah, allowing for that possibility. So that sounds like the PSD and patriarchal stress disorder. It's a stress symptom. I mean, a lot of stress symptoms, yeah. which are uh, in the body and in the soul and in the mind. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a whole package which which comes up with the PSD. Is that yes. right? Yeah, it is the whole package, and then it shows up in all these different ways. Uh, sometimes as physical symptoms, and that's when I no I notice high achieving people actually begin to pay attention. But it shows up in a m more mild symptom as well, like this mild dissatisfaction. Like my life is good, but something is missing that mild discontent. And especially women, we tend to override it. We tend to say, am I being greedy? Am I being ungrateful? Because my life is good. My life is good. And so we just go on with our lives until something begins to 
get into the crisis territory. And with this man I was working with, the the happy uh, development of the story was that within weeks, this man began to give his heart's desire more space. He began to play more music. He actually started having these gigs on the weekends where he was invited to sing at parties and weddings. He literally let his heart sing. And I also taught him the tools to rewire his nervous system from the high stress and pressure and the subconscious feeling that um, as there's this expression in, in English that waiting for the other shoe to drop, like something bad is going to happen any moment. People will find out that he's not as good. He will lose his job. He will lose his fiance. That fear began to resolve in his system. And he, he returned to work. He was able to do, he, he was more relaxed. He was able to do big things. He, he, his music also started picking up. He got married. And they were very happy together and everything became possible, that whole unfolding of his life with the correct diagnosis. So it it sounds like a heart opener or heart healing, yes. living in abundance. Yes. which is our birthright it is our birthright to show up in the world in our authentic ways with our authentic gifts and unfortunately because of how our society is and we get get put on these tracks very early on you just you go to school you get your career you start making money and then you get married, have children, wherever your life takes you. But has that been your desire, your authentic desire? What do you love? What do you crave? What, what song is in your heart? And the, the older we get, the more we kind of move away from what we dreamt about as children and maybe as teenagers and young adults. And it's sometimes it's our bodies that remind us and sometimes it comes as a crisis my own journey started also in the emergency room where i ended up with symptoms of a stroke while i just wanted yes. to ask you that question <laughs> before we dive into this just a, a question in between so that sounds like um being authentic and singing your own song yes which you are meant to sing yes that is the solution let's say mm. so it sounds like it yeah so and as you were talking earlier about trauma what is trauma for you what does it mean because in the usual icd-10 or dsm mm. yes. definition it's mm. a very strict definition let's say mm-hmm. it's a very so limited. what does it mean in mm-hmm. the new time mm-hmm. for you as a psychologist yeah thank you for that question it is a very limited definition that we have in the dsm and um let us remember that the dsm was written by white men there's a lot of bias in um, the patriarchal system of both diagnostic and treatment. And in the conventional psych- psychological approach, 
there is no treatment for anxiety. There is no treatment for depression. And then we have clients in our programs release anxiety, release depression in a matter of weeks after having been in therapy for decades, being on medication and nothing really working because it's all rooted in trauma. But because there is no recognition of trauma as it actually plays out in the human nervous system, there is no correct diagnosis. and people end up in therapy and taking medication for years and not feeling happy and fulfilled. So I define trauma as any experience that made you feel unsafe in your fullest authentic expression, made you feel unsafe physically or emotionally, and led to developing trauma adaptations to keep you safe going forward. And these trauma adaptations show up as thoughts and stories. They show up in the body. They show up in our choices and actions. Basically, they even manifest in our actual reality. Anything that holds us back from living from that authentic place, because that authentic place has trauma around it, and it doesn't feel safe to our subconscious, to our nervous system. And that is why to truly be able to sing and know our heart's song we need to heal trauma. So when you are saying that all the therapy, which is considered to be a therapy in the <laughs> normal world, right. is not working. Mm. So why are the therapists are working with this kind of therapy if it's not working? So why are they taking people into the cave of two, three years therapy, which is not working. Yeah. What is the root cause of this? Oh my goodness. And this is deep, Christine. It's not, and it's not the fault of therapists. Therapists are amazing people who are drawn to be uh, healers of the world. And then they go to study. Uh, I have two graduate degrees from amazing schools. And, and unfortunately, what they teach there is very outdated and they're still teaching Freud they're still teaching um and and none of that is science-based like my goodness Freud just made shit up <laughs> basically like completely he was one guy who made shit up and he's still being taught <laughs> all these years later and interestingly speaking about Freud Uh, he was also, he, he was a very smart man and he, um, he saw things for what they were, but he also lived in a society that didn't accept that. So an interesting sidebar on Freud is that women were coming to him with symptoms of what they called hysteria in those days, um, <laughs> distress, anxiety, depression, and they were telling him the stories of abuse you know, sexual abuse that they were experiencing. And Freud was absolutely correct in making that link between trauma and their symptoms. And he presented that to the Society of Psychologists medical field at the time. And that, that was, of course, all men. And he was ostracized. He was ridiculed. Everybody was just shocked and appalled and a lot of them were probably abusing their their nieces and da daughters and wives i mean 
It's just right. That's that's for all we know. So they basically ostracized Freud, and Freud then was in a position to decide if he's going to stick to his views or he's going to recant his views. And we know what he did. He recanted his views. He said, oh, dear esteemed psychological society, I was so mistaken. As a matter of fact, I have come to revisit my views and understand that all these hysterical women were actually making things up. They were lying. And that was their fantasy, being sexually abused by their fathers and other uh, other men it's his is their fantasy and that's how he came up with the whole like um uh, electro complex and whatever and it's 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 shocking and it's appalling and it's deeply disturbing that this is still being taught right now in psychology schools that's crazy it i mean so crazy these women were traumatized again of course. And, yeah. and going back to Freud, I'm fascinated with him, right? He, he was also very clear, a smart man. He was very clear that the goal of psychoanalysis was, and that's what he actually said, that the goal of psychoanalysis is to transform neurotic misery into common unhappiness to transform neurotic misery into common unhappiness. He was not promising to make anybody happy. He was very clear that he can probably support somebody through talking to them to transform neurotic misery into common unhappiness. And that was the end goal, common unhappiness. And that's what therapy does, right? Therapy is so helpful. It saves lives. It, it creates a lot of comfort for a lot of people, but it doesn't help them transform their lives and liberate their lives and make quantum leaps mm -hmm. but it does it does save lives it does support people through crises it helps them transform neurotic misery into common unhappiness but if common unhappiness is not your goal perhaps therapy is not going to take you there yeah. so that means we are now or you are now with your book and with your um research one minimum one step further which means yeah You are rock rocketing out of the of the normal therapies of the common unhappiness, and, yes. and I want to be clear when I say therapy, I mean traditional talk therapy, where there is talk yes. but there is no involvement of the body, because a lot mm -hmm. of therapists are now incorporating body based techniques that that begin to work with trauma. And one of the huge um, issues that was created in the patriarchal society was that disconnection of the mind and the body and the body was uh, being repressed and and demonized the body is the source of sin especially when it comes to a woman's body right and um so and so the therapy just treats the head as if that's all that matters and trauma actually lives in the body the subconscious expresses in the body and that's why working with the body it unlocks possibilities that working through the mind alone cannot touch talking about the body you just mentioned that you have experienced your own trauma and i assume mm -hmm. it was also through your body um yeah is that right Yeah. And uh, how did you experience that you are in trauma? When mm. did that happen? Yeah. Mm. So my journey 
of discovering what trauma actually meant has been a long one uh, because I too learned in my psychology training that trauma was a life-threatening experience. So I kept going to therapy for many years, different therapists, and I kept having symptoms of anxiety and suicidal depression and being just incapacitated, basically. And no amount of therapy was helping. And I... I could feel something in my body and I kept feeling like it's like I'm having symptoms of trauma, but what trauma? And because based on the whole uh, Freud school of thought, right, maybe I repressed something, maybe something life-threatening did happen to me, but I'm not remembering. So that's what I was trying to figure out. And um, interestingly enough, I... I was noticing that my clients were actually making great progress with the work we were doing in the mind-body realm. And I was noticing that what I was doing for them, I was using trauma healing tools, mind-body trauma healing tools, but I wasn't doing them using them for myself because I didn't think I had trauma, right? That wasn't proven. (laughs) And my big light bulb moment happened when a research was coming out in the field of epigenetics showing that trauma, traumatic experiences are genetically transmitted. And that's when the dots connected for me. Oh, Women have been oppressed for thousands of years, disconnected, not owning our own bodies, not having access to money, not being able to be in the world, be visible, be powerful, participate in the world in any way, marrying not for love, but for survival. That was the only way for a woman to survive. All this has been hugely traumatic. And trauma is genetically transmitted. So what if this is a trauma that we all carry genetically in our systems, in our nervous systems, and not even realize that? So that's how the download of patriarchy stress disorder came in. And that that's really what changed everything because it gave me and so many other women who had normal lives, quote unquote, normal childhoods, nothing life-threatening has happened to them, but that finally gave them the correct diagnosis, gave them the permission to heal trauma. And me, my entire life transformed. I no longer have symptoms of anxiety. I used to have panic attacks that kept me like curled up on the, on the floor and not being able to breathe. I couldn't speak up in a meeting. And now I speak in, in front of thousands, right? And I don't even have that activation in the nervous system. And that all became possible without any medication, any talk therapy involved, but using mind-body trauma healing tools. All we needed was the correct diagnosis and also science-based tools that that work to release that trauma, drawing from neuroscience, drawing from epigenetics, how biology and psychology work together. And thankfully, we now have that technology. It's just that traditional, conventional uh, psychology, mental health hasn't caught up to that yet. 
Mm-hmm. It sounds amazing. And I believe if I'm listening to you that PSD in a few years will be a regular diagnosis in the ICD-10 or in the DSM. And I discovered, I mean, just coming across to your name, um, I mean, I googled this patriarchy stress disorder or in German patriarchales stress syndrome. There is nothing in Google. Mm-hmm. And I came across your book. Your mm-hmm. book. And um, I was so excited. <laughs> and for me, was it was like, oh my God, finally someone is just finding a word for mm. this and so i came across you so you just what you all mentioned you just wrote a book about mm-hmm. it thank you for finding <laughs> which just, this work and this book yeah yeah which just came out i i guess in de- december right. 2019 right. right so it's just a, a very young book so yeah maybe you can uh, tell us a little bit about how um, you discovered this book, how, I mean, uh, you could uh, write all this into a book. Oh, my goodness. Was it, that was another story, maybe. That's yeah? another story. <laughs> Looking back, Christine, I, I, I can tell that I have been writing this book all my life. And it started when I was a little girl and my whole life was defined by the question, what's wrong with me? I kept getting these messages. Don't laugh so loud. People don't like that. Don't be so smart. No one would want to marry you. Don't eat this. You'll get fat. Boys won't like you. Oh, look how skinny you're getting. Uh, Eat something. All this kept me in that never-ending inquiry. What is wrong with me? Which, of course, took me on the path of studying psychology <laughs> and two graduate degrees later, I I felt I was living my dream life. I had a thriving private practice in New York. I had a family. I have a beautiful home in New York City suburbs. And one day I was on the phone with the client when I noticed that I was smiling only with the right side of my face and the left side of my face just hung in there as did my left arm. And I finished the call and then grabbed my keys and I drove myself using my right arm, drove myself to the hospital. Of course, <laughs> that's the essence of PSD right there. And in, in the emergency room, they scanned me up and down the whole day, ran all the tests. And at the end, the diagnosis was just stress, a familiar diagnosis to so many of our clients, including the man whose story I was sharing earlier earlier. And I looked at the clock and I realized that I could still make my evening client appointments. So I quickly changed out of the hospital gown. (laughs) Right. How lucky I got into my regular clothes and I drove to the office and I saw my clients as if nothing had ever happened. But that moment really put a dent in that life as usual and stress as usual. And I am a data person, I am a scientist, and I and I do like like I, I can't ignore data once I 
become awake and aware to it. And the truth was that I didn't feel stressed. And it was a disturbing truth because I had been running these high stress levels probably for years, but didn't realize that till my body literally went offline, the whole left side of my body. And that's when I started uncovering or asking this question, why? And that's when, that's what led to that discovery of, well, perhaps what if all the stress on all that workaholism has been a security blanket all these years that numbed me from that question of what's wrong with me that has been there all along. It didn't go anywhere with my achievements, hasn't gone anywhere with all the therapy I've done, all the self-help I've done. And that's when, thankfully, that information about the epigenetic, the transmission of trauma came into my view and the examples of my own clients who were shifting out of that state of being imprisoned in their own bodies and in their own lives and finding the next levels of their freedom and fulfillment and happiness or what I call the game of how good can it get. And yeah, but like most high achieving people I know and who come to work with us, it did take a crisis for me. So I'm sharing this message in the hopes that perhaps somebody listening right now doesn't have to wait till the crisis, doesn't have to wait till the body or finances or a relationship collapses. Perhaps if you're feeling even mildly dissatisfied, perhaps if you suspect that maybe you have a bigger song in your heart to sing, just check out the book, start reading, start reading, start opening to the possibility. What if, what if there is trauma in the system that is not yours, that comes from generations before? What if healing it will unlock different possibilities in your life? And like I mentioned, the first chapter is on my website, drvalerie.com forward slash book. And you will find also the tools and practices that come with the book available for download right on that page as well. And just see where it takes you, that inquiry, that exploration. So the book emerged out of your childhood and your whole life memories um, how easy was it to publish this book? <laughs> how easy was it to write this book? Either every day that I was working on the book, Christine, I almost didn't. I almost didn't write it every day. And it took a lot of work. Thankfully, my partner, his name is Jeffrey. He's my life partner and he's my partner in this work. He is also a somatic and energy psychology practitioner. And he has been facilitating this uh, healing, trauma healing work for me daily so that I could get into my body, so I could get into my truth. And it felt very unsafe. My entire, my entire subconscious was bah, on fire about this. And what I call prison guards, those trauma defenses were doing everything they could to block me, to stop me from writing the book. So it took a lot of work. And even putting patriarchy stress disorder on the cover, that was the final frontier 
in birthing the book that the prison guards had a lot to say about. And what they came to me was, oh, it's not a smart marketing decision because you need to put something light on the cover that will be attractive to, to, to people. And don't, don't, don't put PSD on the cover, just explain it in the book. And thankfully, I was working with a mentor who, who knew my work, respected my work. She saw the impact that this work was here to make. And she asked me this great question that changed everything. Here's what she said. She said, okay, Dr. Valerie, imagine that a man discovered a new disorder that everybody has, but nobody has talked about. Do you think that he would put this disorder in the title of his book or hide it somewhere? And that was all. That was a that was a mic drop moment. That was that that's what decided the title of the book. <laughs> she she served my own medicine back to me. And that's what we need, right? We can't do this journey alone. Yes, the book will give you a lot of information. It gives you new awareness, it gives you tools to start. But collective trauma requires collective healing. It requires the support of others doing this countercultural thing. So that's why these days we started offering free events where women gather from all over the world and they have read the book and they come together in this retreat to actually experience the work, to move from the level of information to the level of transformation. And we call those events the thriving experience because women experience the shift from survival to thriving. They begin to get a glimpse of what it feels like in their bodies and their minds and their lives, the sense of what's possible. And anybody can register the thriving experience.com. And our next one is coming up. We will put it in the show notes. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the next one is coming up in November. Mm -hmm. Great. I mean, that was my next question. What would be the solution yeah, <laughs> to all that? Yeah. Yeah. What is your solution? Yeah. Absolutely. So it's the thriving experience, which will come up in November. Mm -hmm. And I will put this in into the show notes, of course. And um, how are you going um to serve so many people or <laughs> women, men around the world. Yeah. Is there um, yeah, a process or do you mm. have any program in mind? Mm. We are going to serve uh, so many people who need this work thanks to women like you. <laughs> thanks to women like you. Um, so we have, we have programs that help um, people heal this trauma and there are different, diff different levels of programs. Our, our introductory program is eight week long. And of course the thriving experience, as we mentioned, is free. There is no commitment other than showing up, which is a big deal by the way, because the prison guards will have a lot to say, just letting you know, have a lot to say about you showing up, how you don't have the time, you can now, it's the wrong time zone or whatever. And yet um, 
And yet this is exactly why showing up opens up the door to prison and, um, and the prison guards know that. And then from there, those who desire to go deeper with us, we, we do have programs. And in addition to the programs, we're also starting a certification um, program early in 2021. And I'm very excited, Christine, that we'll get to play in that arena together as well. Yes, yes, I will be a part of the certification as well. So I'm really looking forward to this and uh, to learn also from you. I mean, it's a specialized trauma uh, therapy yes. tools also. And uh, by saying that um, the certification is the first one starting from January 2021. Yes. So it's the first uh, part mm -hmm. of it. So I will be also a part of the certification and the one who is conducting in oh, Germany or in German-speaking countries. <laughs> so I'm really, yeah, I'm looking really forward to it. Yeah, I'm quite excited Me about too. it. Yeah, Thank you. And you know, this is so huge. The work is so huge. We have thousands of years of trauma to heal and it's global. We have women from India, South America, all over Europe and North America and Australia and more women coming in. This is something that we are, we need everybody in this healing journey. So wherever you start, start with reading the book. Then if you, you like it, if you find it valuable, share the book, give the book to another woman, tell her about the free event, step into the current of this change so that we can start embodying the change that we want to see in the world. And that's how we shift the culture. That's how we heal the world. I'm not afraid of these big words here. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so by saying that, it sounds like that now it's just the right time for this kind of healing work mm. as the world is shifting. And uh, we as a woman, we have to stand up. We have to show up because there is a lot of healing potential in Uh, all the women uh, and uh, most of the women they can't they are just afraid to show it and it just uh, about to it's it's time yeah to show it and to heal not only us as a woman but also the men absolutely so will there be also a program for men yeah, i love your questions absolutely as a matter of fact uh so we we have our year-long journey for women who are committed to changing their lives in the world um, at a deep, profound level, the thriving circle. And we have just added men's thriving circle to this program as our, our first cohort will be uh, the partners of women Uh, the current partners, the future partners, we actually, we're not making it time limited, by the way. Um, we have women who are like, I know my partner is coming. He's not here yet, but can he join? They already decided that they, they want their partners to also heal because uh, we can only create these big, big shifts in a healthy partnership of the feminine and the masculine. 
we, we all need to heal. So that's where we're starting. And then it is going to be um, a standalone program that, that any, a, anyone will be able to join. So stay, um, stay in touch. Um, social media is a great place. Dr. Valerie Rain on uh, Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram, a little bit on Facebook. And if you get the book, if you download that first chapter, if you download the book tools, if you register to attend the Thriving Experience, you will also be invited to join the uh, newsletter, My Thriving Notes. So you will get all the news and developments and helpful tips along the way. And you'll see where you want to come in and how you want to play with us. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Valerie. It was a pleasure for me to talk about the PSD, the Patriarchy Stress Disorder, and moreover about the solution to heal it. Yes. And I've been very delighted to have you here today. And um, yeah, thank you so much. We will put everything what you have said also into the show notes so everyone can just jump into the links and check it out. Um, yeah, thank you so much for your time, for your valued time. And I'm looking forward to the healing journey. Yes, me too. Thank you so much, Christine, for who you are, for what you're up to in the world, for the, your beautiful light, for playing with us, being on this mission with us. And thank you, everybody who tuned in today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Yes, thank you so much. Wenn dir mein Podcast gefällt, dann komm doch sehr gerne in meine Community Wild Heart Free Soul auf Facebook. Dort findest du viele weitere Inspirationen und Austausch und mich wöchentlich zu Live-Sessions. Folge mir sehr gerne auch auf Instagram unter Christine Rudolf Coaching. Alle die genannten Kontaktdaten verlinke ich dir gerne nochmal in den Shownotes. Ja, und natürlich freue ich mich über eine wunderbare Bewertung deinerseits auf iTunes. Und jetzt wünsche ich dir alles Gute, sende dir ganz herzliche Grüße und freue mich auf ein Wiederhören. Bis dann. Tschüss.